we back. And I'm here with... Zach Williams. Hello. <gasps> not Zach Summers. Not Zach Summers. Not Zach Porter. Uh, not Zach Efron. <laughs> not, not Zach. Zachary Taylor, 12th U.S. Zachary president. Quinto. Zachary Quinto. Spock. Um, Spock and uh, in the hit series <laughs> Heroes, I think. <laughs> oh my god, wait, I love that show. Do you show. remember that show? I, re- I recently... I binged watch it. Dude, I recently rewatched the pilot and it's just so bad. It's so bad. It's a terrible it's show. It's so bad. And Blue. then I always forget about that girl who can't die. Hayden Panettiere. Oh my god, The yes. crush of every 12-year-old boy. Yes, that, I feel like that's a lot of people's like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First crush. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so... What movie did we watch this week? So, um, Spirited Away, the <gasps> Studio Ghibli smash hit. Is it Ghibli or Ghibli? Ghibli, Ghibli. I've heard multiple. I yeah. probably am wrong both ways I say it because I'm incompetent, but... No. <laughs> no. We are a self-uplifting podcast. I'm here to validate it's my only job. Thank you. Um. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about why you picked this movie... What, like, drew you to it out of all the movies? Because you're a big movie, but, like, you and Riley are the most cultured people I know. Okay, that is completely overstated. (laughs) (laughs) I am the least culturally aware person on the planet, but... With pop culture, I feel like you're in it. I mean, yeah, some of it. I feel like I'm in the, like, the weird... Except my compliment. (laughs) I have accepted. Thank you so much, Marla. (laughs) So why did you pick this movie? Um, I picked this movie, okay, to be honest, I've been in this, like, weird... Okay, for backstory about me, I get in these weird kicks every so often where I get really into anime, but, like, I don't watch a lot of anime, mm. and I've seen this movie forever ago when it was on Toonami on Cartoon Network, like, way back in the day. Like the, yeah. How great was Cartoon Network? Absolutely amazing. Just it had all of the, dominated like, every other kid's Yeah, network. it had all the, like, good things, like Pokemon in the mornings when I was, like, getting ready for school and was, like capable of being a human being yeah. in the morning before and then like, just, like courage the cowardly dog courage for your fever dog. dreams at night yeah exactly that <laughs> that show is terrifying oh it's insane that show is terrifying anyway you but watch yeah this on cartoon network yeah i watched it on cartoon network when i was like little and like when you're little it's like wow like what a cool looking movie but you don't understand like how cool of a movie it actually is and i'd had it downloaded on my computer by any means necessary for a while and I'd been meaning to watch it with like a group of people Yeah. and I finally sat down like last semester and watched it and I was like wow what an amazing movie and then when I heard about you doing these podcasts based on movies I was like absolutely that's the one I was going to do well okay originally I was going to do Days and Confused I also have never seen that you've never seen that? I know I'm a fake fan but I've seen every other Richard Linklater movie what? (laughs) I know what movie did Riley do? She did Almost Famous, but that's oh Cameron Crowe. Yeah, I know. I thought she, I thought she was going to do Days and yeah. But anyways. Anyway. Anyways. Um, but yeah, then I did, decided to do Spirited Away because one, my anime kick, and two, because <laughs> it's just like, there's a lot to talk about it because it's like such a cool movie to watch and there's yeah. so much like detail in it that like you can miss every time you watch it. For but, sure. Yeah. So you're in like the anime kick right now. Yeah, I definitely am. Mm. I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. I, I just know. I just like it's it. It's just like a fun time. It's just like this weird little thing I've been doing <laughs> recently. Um, so I was actually really glad you picked this movie because I feel like there's a lot of movies that are always on my Netflix queue that I'm never going to watch. But I'm like, I know about them and they're there and oh, I yeah, will watch totally, them one day. Totally. That was the same thing with Almost Famous. I'd never seen it. I'd been meaning to watch saw, it for years. I've never seen Almost Famous. You would love that movie. Really? There's a scene. Picture this. Okay. A scene. My eyes are closed. 2003, K- or, mm, 2000, year 2000, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Billy Curtip. 
Oh my god. I know, with a mustache, fake terrible mustache. Oh, so the guy not from a real mustache. No. Okay. <laughs> the guy from Alvin and the Chipmunks and this little kid all on a tour bus probably doing drugs singing Tiny Dancer. Oh my god. That's basically the whole movie. I was going to say that's basically my whole life. <laughs> <I know. laughs> they just like all start singing like I'm not going to sing Tiny Dancer, but it did inspire me to learn all the words of Tiny Dancer. You were like, in that moment, I knew I had to. Yeah, literally. You're like, Um, you see those moments and you're like, so I have to know all the words of the song now. Exactly. It's like embarrassing if you don't. Whoever knows the words already. Exactly. Um, So Spirited Away was definitely one of those movies. I'd always heard about it. I'd definitely seen some studio Ghibli Ghibli films, like Howl's Moving Castle was a very big one in my childhood. Howl's Moving Castle is another one of the... Dare Dare we say it? Dare we say it? A chef's kiss. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Um, also, My Neighbor Totoro is another big yeah, one. Yeah, that's just like a classic. It's, it's just like beautiful. Like, all these movies are... Beautiful. So, we'll get into that. Because we'll I can talk that. about... I'm probably going to talk for 20 minutes just about... About... Like, se- like cinematography yeah, and just the, color schemes it. and all just these different the things. The scenes. Ugh, um, so, TLDR, thank you for making me watch this because I really wanted to for a really long time and anytime. never had the motivation. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> so, let's get into some of the quick facts. Because I didn't have a lot of time to do a lot of research, but luckily Zach is the best and uh, did his own research. Yeah, I skipped my film history class to <laughs> write a bunch of notes You're in about a film it. history class? Yes. <gasps> it's a great time, actually. I'm taking it with Anna Huntress. Oh! Yeah. yeah. What I would give to be in that <laughs> class. It is so Wait, fun. what class is it? Two, film 299. It's, lit- it's just, like, we learned oh, about how, like, God. movies were made. Like, the original movies. I've- yeah. So, okay. W- sidebar. <laughs> We're going to put a pin in Spirited Away. Pin in Spirited Away. Nickelodeon, like Nickelodeon. Yeah, the theaters. Yeah. When they're, yeah. I, did not, I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that like original movie theaters were called Nickelodeons. And then I was like, that's why the channel blew my mind. It blew my mind. But yeah, we're learning about how all movies are made. And then every Monday night we have like a screening. Yeah. But we watch like cool movies. I think I took that class because I've taken two film classes here at A&M and they were both terrible. and really? made me. Yeah, I don't want to sound stupid. I don't want to, not stupid. I don't want to sound arrogant, but I feel like a lot of the times I know a lot more than 90% of people who are talking about movies in classes. Yeah, so you're like, I don't. Yeah, it makes me really mad when someone's like, do you know what the greatest revelation of all time in cinema is? And you're like, please don't enlighten me. And then they're I like, don't care. exactly. And yeah, then they like, say some stupid shit. Know. They're like, the Dark Knight, Joker, Pulp Fiction. I'm like, oh, Jesus you're Christ. Like, please stop. Please I know. stop. It makes me really I sad. hate this group of people who are really obsessed with the Joker, like the new Joker movie. I love that movie. Do you really? Yeah, but... I think it's a really good honestly, movie, but I think it also... I think it's a really good movie, and I think it it's runs... It's not rewatchable. Into, it's not rewatchable, and I think it runs into the same problem, like, things like Rick and Morty do, where, like, <laughs> you get a bunch of, like, really cringy people together that, like, obsess yeah. over this one movie, and then... The fan base kind of ruins the original. Really? Because I feel like that movie, everyone I know hated it. Really? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times we have, we live in a culture where people are just looking to get outraged on the internet. Yeah. So I saw so many negative reviews and I was like, did you guys fucking, I use my one curse word, watch this movie? It has nothing to do with anything that you're talking about. Yeah. You're like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of It's like it glorifies mental health and extreme extreme violence yeah, i was like none of but that. it's not the yeah, point yeah that's of the not movie. the point yeah, yeah. The, like uh, that it's it kind of like yeah did you see one spot of time in hollywood yes that's what also made me mad because everyone's like margot robbie got no scenes she was terrible she was so snubbed i was like did you watch the movie yeah, like, like you, that's not did, the point yeah, she's not you, the main character she's, she wasn't supposed to be no. like 
thematically it makes sense in the story. Yeah, no, and then I get that. like all the woke people are like, mm, yeah, she people wasn't are just in kinda, it. Yeah, hating on it to hate on it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, tangent. Also, did you see the Oscar nominations came out? No. Yeah, and Oscars are actually this Sunday. Are they really? Yeah. Oh my god. I, I know. <laughs> I've been so. I know it's like awards season right now. And it's I'm almost like, over. Yeah, it's almost over. Doesn't it end with the Oscars? Yeah. Yeah. I just it's so much to keep up with. I know. There's so, so many, many fashion reviews. I know. Literally. Okay. Anyway, we have to get back to the movie <laughs> that we're talking about. Um. So obviously, Studio Ghibli, all these different things. Obviously. Did you want to say a few points that you were like, "Oh, this is super cool. I need to talk about oh it." Oh my god, there's so much about this movie that I want to talk about. But like, what specifically do you want me to go into? Um. What do you got? What do you want um, to talk about? Okay. I just have basically what I kind of researched is I'm a big nerd for like stats and yeah. like Oscar. Oh yeah. All like, that stuff like yeah, awards, nominations, and th- um, which this movie is great to research about because. It is a very highly decorated movie. I know. Um, first anime film to be not only nominated, but win. Yeah. Best animated feature film. Yeah. An Academy Award. Crazy. I know. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Because I feel like a lot of times these like international... I've seen so many international films that have just been like completely slept on. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And it makes me so sad. And, like, even even more so. Like Obviously, it's the like animated movie category, but like... A lot of those things are reserved for, like, Pixar Pixar and DreamWorks kind yeah. of animation, which is, like, really interesting going into that later. Mm-hmm. Um, really interesting because, like, just all, a bunch of stuff that, like, related to, like, how this movie is distributed. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you don't see, like, a lot of, like, international movies, for one, and, like, mm-hmm. a lot of international animated movies, Mm-mm. like, win awards. And especially because, I'm, I mean, there's kind of a stigma, like, nowadays behind, like, anime in general. <laughs> The freaking internet, man. The it freaking just internet. It's just looking ruined. for things to oh my hate God. on. Wait, do you want to laugh at a, a joke? Um, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> not a joke, but like a story. Yes. So my roommate, Kimberly. Um, Love her. She's dating this boy named Tyler. I have and never she... met him. <laughs> so she started watching Naruto because he oh, really yes, likes because it. because he's really into it. He's yeah. been watching it with Mitchell Scogna, of all people. <laughs> <laughs> so a she... lot of name dropping today. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot of name dropping. Sorry for... So, sorry for yeah, those of you who The three don't... people listening, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> for those of you who do not know anyone we're talking about, I am deeply sorry. I know. But one day, me and my roommates were, like, watching a movie. Oh, we were watching Phineas and Ferb. Absolutely. And I don't know what it was. It was something, like, about Swinter. Classic. Yes. And we were like talking about snow cones or something. <laughs> My roommate Sydney turns to Kim and goes, Hey Kim, do you think they have snow cones in Naruto? <laughs> Kim turned red. Oh, my God. I know. Sydney was so mean to her. She's like, do they have that in Naruto? Oh, my God. Of course, one, I could hear that. And Sydney's just like, like, like horse girl. No offense, Sydney. She is such a horse girl. No, she literally goes and rides a horse called Belle. Yeah, I know. With that old lady that she's friends with. (laughs) I love Sydney so much. (laughs) She's truly a marvel of a human being. But Kim, if you're also listening to this. Do not be ashamed of liking anime. <laughs> I will personally pick a bone with anyone that tries to come for you. We'll go kill Sydney later. I will. Uh, literally, I'll do it. Like, we'll I know where they live. Oh. <laughs> that was not PG-13. a good. PG-13. Not a good choice of words. <laughs> anyway, you were saying. Um. Anyways, wait, where was I when I was talking? Oh, yes. Awards oh, my God. The stuff. awards of this? Okay. So, one, it's the only animated in IMBD's top 100. It's the only animated film IMDb? in IMDb. IMDb? <laughs> I am BD. I am. 
I am BD. <laughs> I am BD. It's like, I am robot. I, I am BD. I am <laughs> Excuse my inability to speak as a human being. It's the only it's okay. animated film in the top 100, I'm pretty sure. Oh, probably. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's like number like 20-something. It's high up in the list. Wait, I have IMDb open. I oh, think it's 25. It yeah, it's truly, it's truly amazing. But, um, yeah, uh, and... What's also really interesting about this is so Japan has like their version of like the Academy Awards mm-hmm. for movies and 28 28 top rated <sighs> movies on IMDb. Absolutely amazing. It should be number 1 <laughs> in my humble opinion. But what is number 1? Uh, it's probably The Godfather. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Shawshank Redemption. Honestly, again, not surprised. Yeah. All, all... I don't like that movie that much. Really? I think it's really good, but... You don't think it's number one good? No. Compared to The Godfather? Okay, yeah. I mean... Are you kidding me? It took me so long Dark to Knight watch... Dark Knight is number four. Why? Um, those people in your film class were right, so... <laughs> Check again, I'm Marla. I'm idiot. Movie whiz. <laughs> anyway. I mean, you can't see them, but I did air quotes. Um, anyways, and so, so Japan does it every year, like we do the Academy Awards. Yeah. And... Only two animated films have ever won the Japan Academy Award for Best Film of the Year, mm-hmm. and it was Spirited Away and Princess Mononoke, which is another Studio <sighs> Ghibli Ghibli film. Yeah, uh, there's after like reviewing this and like doing a bunch of notes on this, mm-hmm. I realized how much I want to go through and watch all of them. Yeah, like, I literally have them pulled up of like the studio. Another thing. Yeah. So the, uh, this movie is incredibly difficult to find anywhere. Oh my god! It's incredibly difficult to find. I anywhere. paid fourteen ninety nine on I al- Amazon. I, al- I own this movie. I al- yeah, I almost did, and I was like, maybe I need to. Well, I do. You know what makes me really mad? What makes you really mad? So they're actually putting slowly all the Studio Ghibli films on, on Netflix, Netflix in the UK, UK and Netflix <laughs> Ireland. That's literally. I downloaded what I was about a VPN thinking yes. I could, and it didn't work. Yeah, no, it's crazy because they're putting the entire Studio Ghibli collection on Netflix UK and Netflix Ireland. Is the demand high? Is the demand <laughs> like higher than it is in America? The Netflix executives were like, Brexit's such a mess. Let's just give them good movies. They were movies. like, here you go. Brexit, <laughs> Studio Ghibli. Then just throw it on the country. Well, I am in the middle of a terrifying presidency, so I would love some <laughs> Studio Ghibli films. Thank you. And an even more terrifying election. But that's not this podcast. That's not this podcast. But... The distribution. Anyways, uh, yeah, they were the only two animated films to win it so far mm-hmm. and Studio Ghibli is currently Japan's highest grossing movie of all time even up against movies like Frozen Studio Ghibli or Spirited Away Spirited Away oh, okay it's like the number one grossing movie in Japan yeah I ever. had the budget too it, budget 90 million 19 million no I'm pretty sure it was 90 it was 1.9 billion yen which is about like 19 million Budget? Oh, you're right. It was 19 million. I'm sorry. No. Oh, this is why we fact check. No, don't don't worry about it. <laughs> Literally, don't worry about it. Yeah. So 19 million and cumulative worldwide gross 347 million, which is amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And people like it, people still like go out and like buy this movie and watch it today. Like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like this is one of those movies that has like a lot of like replayability. In yeah, its... it's very rewatchable. I think it has a very long lifespan oh. after it because it came out in 2003 yeah and it's still like a movie that like it's a long ass time ago a long time ago and like if you were to watch like a regular movie like a non-animated movie from mm-hmm. 2003 they're so bad it's dated like you can yeah. like you can see how old it is but like this movie yeah. I watch it and I'm like wow I'm pretty sure Lord of the Rings won best picture that year did it really yeah like I, Return of the King there was a year that Return of the King won every, like 11 like every, Oscars yeah, yeah like everything um, yeah I mean when, you were saying when Lord of the Rings was in it's like prime 
release schedule. They was winning everything because it's um, amazing. Oh, it's incredible. I want to do a Lord of the Rings podcast. Nope. Guess what one? What one? The best movie ever, Chicago. <laughs> Thank you, Chicago. Thank you, both, Chicago. Both you, both the city and the movie. <laughs> Chicago. Just stop. Please stop. <laughs> I'm Just terrified. the one from Victorious. <laughs> yes. No, I, exactly. Oh, my thing's going red. I have to talk quieter. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, distribution, you were talking about it. Absolutely amazing. Um, but did you talk about the Disney thing? Oh, okay. So... Spirited Away in general and Studio Ghibli have this weird relationship with Disney. So one of their chief animators, or not Disney's chief animators, but this animator for Pixar back in the day. I forgot his name. Some white guy. He seems very- John Lasseter. Yes. Wait, is it really? You know John John Lasseter is like the head of Pixar. Yeah. Okay. It was John Lasseter. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I now feel dumb. (laughs) Because I did not know he was the head of Pixar. But John oh Lasseter. Wait, really? No, he, no, this is a big deal. He basically started Pixar. Like, him and Steve, Steve Jobs found him and was like, can you, like, run this animation crap? And then they I'm made Toy Story. So much. Oh, let me tell you. And Please then, me. Um, recently, they basically moved him from Pixar to the head of Disney animation. So it's like, yeah. you know, there's like Frozen yeah, and all these yeah, different yeah. things that aren't Pixar, but they're Disney. Yeah, but they're Disney. Yeah, so he's in charge of that now. Okay. And so there's like... So he's just like the mastermind behind Disney taking over the world, essentially. Yeah, he's like, I'd say like a very, very hefty key, chunk. key part of that. Oh, yeah. Do you know how like crazy of a monopoly Disney's <laughs> becoming? Oh, it makes me it makes me so scared. Yeah, it's scary. No, there's it's like, like a modern day like entertainment monopoly. No, seriously. They own there's so much. Stories. I remember there were stories about how... Um, there's like local newspapers in Anaheim that would basically give bad reviews to um, like Disney movies, and because Anaheim Disneyland yeah. is in Anaheim, yeah. they literally like, just ban them from ever reviewing any Disney movie ever again. Oh my god! I know. Oh my. They god. don't like let them go into early screenings. No, they yeah. don't. Disney's terrifying. Disney, no. Yeah. They have so much power. They have so much money. Yeah. Bob Iger, I'm scared of you. That's yeah. the CEO of Disney. Yeah, I'm terrified of him. Yeah. I see him in my nightmares. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of Bob, I... Okay, no, th- this is relevant. Okay. At my friend's house, there is a there's a wall of art, quote unquote, but mm-hmm. the art is really just any kind of a random piece of paper that is deemed suitable to staple to this wall. <laughs> wait, have you been to my house? Yes, we did that recently. Yes. Oh, my God, wait. Are you not talking about the, like, yard signs? No, we did a watercolor wall. So people like came to watercolor for this brunch that we had, and we oh just my God. hung I up. I w- was supposed to go to that brunch, but I was. <sighs> it was early in the day. I know it was. I thought it was like twelve. Yeah. Yeah, I meant to go. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't. You missed go. out. Miles re- repainted <sighs> the scene from Black Swan where it just says "whore." <laughs> He's like wiping it off. Yeah, it's hanging on my wall. If you ever come to my house. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if that was an invitation, I guess I will. You're always welcome, you know. But stop it. Stop it. Um, what was I talking about? I totally lost my train of thought. That's on me. Your friend's art wall. Oh, my God. My friend's art wall. Anyways, the first thing that went on that wall that kind of, like, started this whole thing is a picture of Disney's CEO. And in the font, in the font of Disney font, it just says, don't mess with Bob. <laughs> And like I think about that. Wait, a lot. I want to hang that in my bathroom. I wonder that if I could like. I wonder if I could just like pull it up for you because Please like look that up. don't mess with Bob Disney. I'm gonna put this link in the description if we find this picture. Absolutely, this is the photo oh, on their wall. Oh, 
I'm, oh my god. Disney CEO is taking the gloves off for the streaming wars. That's be, oh my you god! Know, wait, that's a magazine cover. Plus. Yeah, that's on a, Bloomberg. It's Bloomberg Business Week. Oh my god, that's like a established, I know. established, accredited and, news organization. And they said, "Don't mess with Bob." <laughs> in the Disney font. In the literally in the big Disney. Oh my god. I'm putting D this on my like Instagram story later. Yeah, that's how I feel about Disney right yeah. now. They own everything. The mouse is taking over. Oh yeah. Anyways, speaking of Disney, what what was that man? This head of Pixar. John Lasseter. Okay, so there's like five directors John at Pixar Lasseter. who are like big deals, and he's like the big biggest man. One. Yeah, yeah, he's like top dog. Yeah. Um, Always well, wears Hawaiian shirts. Absolutely. Yeah, I saw <laughs> yeah. when I was researching this. I, every picture of him was in like a Hawaiian. A shirt. red Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, like yeah. mid talking, and no one looks good when the, yeah. a picture taking them while they're talking. <sighs> Their lips are just like weirdly. <laughs> they're anyways. all pale white guys. Yeah, they're all pale white guys. Yeah, I can relate. Um. <laughs> anyways, so Miyazaki used to like the way they did animation in these films is was not through like computer generated it was more like organic and like they would draw the scenes and then like animate it that way and he was really against doing that in his movies and spirited away was actually the first movie that they used the kind of software they used like it was like a computer software so it was like a computer generated thing and miyazaki was really careful to make sure that like it didn't kind of like showboat over the story like the animation mm-hmm. didn't detract from like the overarching story and only enhanced it mm-hmm. but the only reason that Miyazaki actually like used that kind of animation is because John Lasseter I keep forgetting his name so I'm gesturing at Marla every Hawaiian time shirt guy. Hawaiian shirt guy um went over to okay well Miyazaki went over to Pixar Studios to see how they animated and he saw like the kind of computer generation they were doing and he was like Mm, maybe like I think I kind of like that and John Lasseter actually went and visited Studio Ghibli in Japan and was like let's do this and Mm -hmm. Miyazaki and John Lasseter kind of they became buddies there's a bunch of pictures of them like posing together Mm -hmm. and because of that Miyazaki actually helped Lasseter get the publishing rights to a lot of like Studio Ghibli movies which is why they're actually being able to like produce them and he yeah. like John Lasseter directly oversaw both like the English dub of the movie so like all of the like voice acting for that and like it's, it was a pretty good dub actually. it wasn't the, distracting the, at all the dub was really good I have a couple of beefs with it but that's just because like we'll go into that and we'll, what's bad don't worry about it <laughs> um but Andy oversaw like the entire American release of the movie so like he made sure that the movie did it like as good as possible mm-hmm. in America when it actually got translated and like released in an English version so yeah Disney has all the distribution rights to, like, all of Studio Ghibli's films, but they're not allowed to, like, cut or alter anything besides, like, the translation because, like, that's within their, like, deal. Yeah. And even then, it's a very, like, the reason why it's so hard to find is because, like, their distribution rights of the movie are very restricted. Like, it's just, like, recently we are starting to be able to get, like, the Studio Ghibli collection, like, yeah. online and, like, stream it. And that's because Studio Ghibli is very protective of their films. But do you know why it won't be on Disney Plus? I have no clue. I, I think that's because, it, I mean, it, it would have to be, like, Studio Ghibli not wanting their movies to be on, like, a streaming service like Disney Plus. But that also is kind of weird because they're transitioning over to Netflix. So I'd imagine since they're going on Netflix, they'll probably be on Disney Plus. I mean, Disney still has the distribution rights. Interesting. Yeah, because it doesn't make sense to me because technically if Disney owns the, like, distribution rights shouldn't you put it on like your brand new streaming platform you just advertise i don't think they like own the distribution rights is it like leased yeah i think they just lease it out from studio ghibli because they still own studio ghibli owns all of the like merchandising and like a lot of that yeah they own all of that That like the deal between disney and studio ghibli is like purely like 
you can display this movie in America. And actually the first studio, like the first like showing of Spirited Away in America was at like a Pixar um, like film set, I guess, like Mm -hmm. somewhere where they like made movies and that's why it was like so well received. Like a studio? Yeah. Okay. Like a studio. So they like showed it at like to the animators and things like that. Idea. Um, I'm ready. We call Bob. Bob. We tell him, dude, you got to get the rights, make Studio Ghibli Land. Yeah. And make it a part of Disneyland. Could you imagine if I bought a My Neighbor Totoro Disney? Are you kidding me? Imagine, like, going to the bathhouse from Spirit. Oh, my God. Like, that would be, like, such... It's like the new Haunted Mansion, but it's, like, the bathhouse. Oh, my God. It's the bathhouse. (laughs) The stink spirit is there. I am the stink... We're going to get to that at some point. Wait, I like the little ducks in the bath. Oh, my God. The little ducks in the bath where they're they're all, like... There's a lot of, like... The, I mean, obviously, like, just looking at the movie, you can tell there's a lot of, like, mythology behind it, a lot of, like, Japanese oh, yeah. mythology. I found a 20-minute video that went into all that, but I didn't have time to watch it. Oh, I watched the whole thing. Oh, I'm I think so I know the exact you video you're talking about. Yeah, it's I like the cult, It's like the mythology behind Spirited yeah. Away. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. I watched really it, good like, thumbnail? Yeah, yeah, the good thumbnail. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. With, with, with the little red? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good. We're on the same page. We're on the same page. <laughs> okay, cool. Um... So just a few other trivia things I found from IMDb. I directly copy and pasted them. Absolutely. So um, first film to earn $200 million in grosses before it opened in the U.S. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. It only made uh, gross in the U.S. $14 million. Isn't that crazy? I'm upset. But I'll, that's also I think that's also in part because of like how difficult it was to yeah. like get the distribution rights and yeah. like how like regulated they are because like they were really like tenuous about like releasing this movie in America with like an American dub. Yeah, that makes sense. Um also you know I was really mad because I remember over winter break last year I there's this do you know the Angelica the film? Yes. The movie theaters. Mm-hmm. So we have one where I live 20 minutes away from where I live. And That's I go so there nice. all the time. I know. I always watch my indie Oscar movies right when I go home for winter break. Your indie Oscar movies. You got to uh, prepare for award season. <laughs> I know. I, like, dress up really nice in my room <laughs> and then get a pizza. Yeah, and then you get a pizza and you're like, ooh. But I was really mad because I remember last year I left and, like, the next week they had a marathon of Studio Ghibli films. Are you kidding me? I was so mad. I, I was like, openly do I wept. have to go to class? I would have openly wept. I know. They had, like, everything playing. It was, I, like, a little festival. I think I may splurge on like buying the collection to I don't just, think like, it's a bad investment I really don't think so and I don't think it's that expensive like expensive because I know you can buy it online now like I, I don't know I don't haha you can buy it online now and it like shows look at all these movies oh, so good. I've never seen Princess Mononoke and I really want to I heard Ponyo is really good too. yeah Ponyo is really good but I also love Ponyo for its meme capabilities <laughs> you remember that Ponyo Ponyo po- do you not remember no. that oh my god I'm really sorry sorry I'm I've been meme illiterate lately no that's fine I've just been kind of just like grossly into TikTok recently <laughs> oh I've been off TikTok for a week so I'm already behind on all the trends yeah literally you're off for a day and you miss like so many trends um okay another fun fact when Chihiro arrives in um Zaniba's house there's like a jumping lamp sound yes effect. and that's based off of the, the Pixar, Pixar lamp yep. Pixar lamp and the do you Pixar know the Pixar lamp. lamp has a name no yeah I think it's like Luxo or something like uh what a weird name for a lamp Pixar lamps name this is like the first podcast that I've had Luxo laptops. his name is Luxo Jr the like the lamp that like steps on the eye his name is Luxo Jr and the big lamp that you see that's his Pixar dad Felix Jr um absolutely <laughs> <laughs> um also 
the star-shaped little treats the yes. little black soots the little, the little i was obsessed with those I oh they yeah were so they're really cute. cool and they're also featured in um my neighbor totoro as really well. yeah they're like yeah little, they're little boys. based on japanese candy yeah i know i forgot what the i don't know what, I, it starts I, I, with a k it's very hard no, to pronounce it's called like susu watari me as well i don't I'm not Japanese. Me as well. I'm a Latina woman. <laughs> <laughs> Trying um, to pronounce any of these things. Oh, no, you're right. Is... It's Compitio? Yeah. You're I right. Think, I think that's right. I think that's right. Don't fact check me. I'm not from Japan. Yeah, don't don't um, clock me for that one. And again, like you said earlier, made without a script. Yeah, that is what's so crazy. So I can actually go into a little bit. Go for it. So Miyazaki is basically just like the man. <laughs> he is amazing. So... Before this movie, he was actually going to, like, not animate anymore and kind of, like, pass on the torch to, like, the new animators a part of Studio Ghibli and kind of just, like, had the inspiration for this movie and decided to, like, continue making movies. And, one, that is why it is such a masterpiece. He basically did everything. He – where did I put this? He wrote the story for it. He storyboarded it. And he directed the film. So, like, he did most of, like, the production of it in like the man- managerial aspect of it um and so in line with like him not making a script what they'll do i have a quote from him actually Ooh. about the like process of the movie and i'm just gonna read it off he said i don't have the story finished and ready when we start work on the film i usually don't have the time so the story develops when i start drawing the storyboards the production starts very soon after while the storyboards are still developing which means like they basically just, like, create the story as they do, like, the scene-by-scene panels of, like, how the animation progresses. And that's just, like, what blows my mind and what makes the, like... Because, like, I feel like a really apt word to describe this movie is, like, organic. Mm-hmm. Like, even though, like, it's, like, a based in, like, this little girl getting, like, whisked away into this, like, spiritual realm. Spirited away, one Spir- might say. Spirited, spirited roll qu- away. Roll credits. Roll podcast over. <laughs> um, Like, even though it's, like dealing with like very like fantasy aspects like it still feels very like organic and natural and i feel like that's like a big part of that is like how they create the story is like they make sure like the progression visually matches like how the story is progressing yeah. instead of like having a story in line and then creating a visual to like go in line with mm-hmm. that so they're not like they're not like cutting any corners to make sure like that the visuals are getting in line with like how the story is progressing and i think that's really cool it just amazes me because not to flex but as someone who has met has read and seen many documentaries of terrible, terrible production histories and movies that just, like, fail because they don't have their shit together. Like, the idea of not having a pre-production that's so structured is incredible to me. Yeah, like, not having, like, so many, like, little boxes that you have to check, like, in production. Well, most movies are made with, like, a good movie is the script. Yeah. If you don't have a good... Like, for example, for the Little Women podcast, I read the Little Women script, and mm-hmm. it made total sense to me why that was a good movie because it was so clear yeah, and like so everything well written ma- Yeah, and, and everything made. made sense. The characters' yeah. motives were clear. Yeah. Like, nothing was, like... No holes that just, like, detracted from the progression of the so story. And there's so many bad scripts, and that's what makes bad movies. And how did he do this? I don't... I don't... He's a genius. The man is a genius. And he's also, like, very overworked as an individual. And, like... <laughs> take a vacation. Take a vacation. You Miyazaki. live in Japan. I just... Uh, I want the best for him. There are so many prominent Japanese men that I literally just want the best for. Who's another one? Um, The CEO of Nintendo. I forgot his name. I am just... He... Uh, you heard it here first. Guys, take a vacation. <laughs> he just, like, 
he gets up there and he does these little like Nintendo directs where he like talks about or he's like the creative lead for um, Nintendo. Um, he's just amazing. And he gets up there and he's like, sorry, I look so tired, guys. I've been like working on the like I'm Miyamoto. His last name is Miyamoto. Miyamoto. He's amazing. He just like talks about how tired he is every time he goes on like any showing. And it's just because he's working so hard on all the games and look at him. You know what I mean? Just look at him. He needs a haircut. Okay, do not talk bad about him. <laughs> Look at him. Anyways, he's just such a kind man, and Miyazaki is just... Dude, Japan, I want to go so badly. Same, like, that's but on I my bucket it's like list. a fever dream. Well, I heard the best way to describe it is that it's a place that's very urban and industrial, but still having the feeling of being exotic. I like that. Yeah, I like so that. it's like you go to New York, but you're not in yeah, you, a city. Yeah. You know, there's still yeah, something you're special like, about You're still, it. like, very much in America. Like, you yeah. go to New York, and you're like, ah. Consumerism. Capitalism. <laughs> which is a very big theme in this movie. That's a big part of Japan as a country, too. Yeah. And you don't see it as prevalently. Oh, yeah. When we talk about the cultural significance of this movie, I'm definitely oh, going to go into that. I'm done. For sure. Okay, so do you have anything else you wanted to add? No, that's about it. Uh, Miyazaki is just the man, like, a bit going into a bit about like the like inspiration behind the story mm. especially like the main character so Miyazaki doesn't have any kids of his own but he based Chihiro off of his friend's daughter after he and his friend went on like this trip to like some like cabin that they have but like the first casual. scene yeah I mean just super super casual cabin things um but the first scene where like they're like driving in the car and she's like her name's being called a bunch of times and she doesn't respond until like the second or third time she's called like, Miyazaki tried to match the mannerisms of Jihiro to, like, that of an actual 10-year-old girl as much as possible. And it's the first animated movie to have an actual child voice the main character. Really? Yeah. Usually it's voiced by, like, adults that, like, adult women that yeah. have, like, very, like, high-pitched voices. Sarah Silverman. Exactly. <laughs> Sarah Silverman is, like, I feel like a go-to child voice actress. But, yeah, it's actually a child in the Japanese version. And I'm pretty sure in the English version as well, but I'm not sure. I don't know, but I, I know loved things. it. Um, but yeah, that's about it. That's all I have ooh, on that. Thank you for doing your research. Because I was lazy and didn't do it. No, don't worry. I was I was also lazy and was like, <laughs> I'm just going to skip class and work on it. And I was like, yes, yes. Mm. Okay. So let's go into opinions. And like I said, we're going to break down what we didn't like or what I didn't like. And what, maybe a few plot points that you didn't like. And then we'll go into how Definitely. amazing this movie is. Definitely. Um, overall, I want to emphasize that I loved this movie. I was really glad I got to see it. So any of the things that I'm saying are not a deterrent of the story or my general opinion of the quality of the film. So no one yell at me. <laughs> if you're no like, one yell at what me. The, what the heck, Marla? Um, so most of the things that I didn't like or not things I didn't like, it was things I was confused about with the story just because it's a little... I think this movie is definitely something you need to watch a few times to fully understand. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because, and it's something that you have yeah. to like pay attention to the whole time like yeah. it's not a movie where I you zoned can just out like, for like 10 minutes yeah, sometimes and it was just like really hard to catch up yeah it's hard to like because like not only is like a lot happening in the movie so many scene changes happen and so like a lot of the movie is split up into different section of like where it is actually taking place like outside of the bathhouse when her parents are like coming to the actual like fair i guess like that market that they go into inside the yeah, bathhouse it was a theme park yeah it's like a theme park yeah it's like the little it's based off of like old historical markets in Taiwan, actually, when Miyazaki, like, went and visited. Yeah, it's... I love this movie so much. It's so good. 
Um, so the first question I kind of had was, can you explain No Face to me? Because at first I was like, oh, he's Chihiro's friend. And then he starts eating everyone. But then he, like, throws up everyone and then goes on a train. I was just kind of confused. Yeah, like, the significance behind him as a character, I think, is kind of, like, intentionally vague. Mm -hmm. But, like, talking about him kind of talks about, like, so... I'm none of this is coming out of my actual brain. This is like <laughs> assisted research, so I don't want anyone to think this is um, like Bill Simmons. Uh, there's like another podcast I listen to about movies, and it's called The Rewatchables, and it's like Bill Simmons, who's the number one basketball commentator, uh, just talks about movies he likes, and he calls this section half-assed internet research. Yep, this is half-assed internet half-assed internet research. This is this is my version of that, absolutely. So, um, I was looking up like the actual like hidden meaning behind this movie. Um, and it's kind of like a commentary on the cap, like of post-war Japan, like World War Two. Oh. So yeah, so after World War Two and Japan, we all know what happened there. Not um, good. not a, straight up not yeah, good vibes. Not a great time for anyone involved, really. <laughs> um, but after World War Two, Japan went into like this really big economic boom because before World War Two, their like society was very based off of like cultural values and like honoring your past and like honor, honoring your ancestry and like re- keeping that kind of culture alive and then after World War II there was like big shift to capitalism um, yes yeah there was like a huge shift to capitalism so a lot of that movie or like a lot of this movie is like a comment on like finding that balance between like capitalism and like honoring your like ancestry and honoring like who you are and where you're from so, so it's like, like modern with traditional. Yeah, kind of. Interesting. Like, characters like No Face kind of like represent that. Like his whole thing is like he eats more and more and more and like demands more and like keeps offering up all of this gold for people that like to have. Oh, yeah, and like the people, little frog creature. The little frog people like lose their minds over the gold. <laughs> like I think that like the bathhouse in general is just like a comment on like capitalism and how like rampant capitalism can be bad and how like over consuming and over consumption, especially like no face where he's just like literally gobbling up everything and then when Chihiro like denies him like that's off-putting for that character because like they're used to like people being greedy and wanting gold and like willing to like give anything to get more money mm-hmm. where she's like I'm no I'm good no thank you <laughs> no gold like, for me yeah he like loses his mind yeah um but I was confused where he came from again um he okay so like when you're watching the movie yeah they don't really give like an origin of any of the spirits but when you're watching the movie when haku and chihiro are like walking into the bathhouse he gives her that piece of food and he's like eat it like so you don't like disappear and she eats it and he's like okay hold your breath while we walk in so no one sees you um when you're like what in that scene you can see like no face like walk past in them so like it doesn't give him like a clear like origin of where he's from it's just like the bathhouse is for like yeah the bathhouse is just for like wandering spirits who want to be like cleansed okay so like that's why he was like let in but But obviously without knowing like yubaba like the old lady (sighs) i kind of love her she's a bitch but like i kind of love her i and her baby yes but like oh yeah her big baby beau there's a lot of also cool name meanings in this movie that i'll go into in a second like a lot of their mint names in the, like, Japanese translation kind of, like, tell you who they're going to be. But, yeah, the, like, bathhouse itself is, like, a place for, like, vagrant spirits to come cleanse themselves, which is kind of where, like, No-Face came from. He was, like, there to, like, cleanse himself and decided to just eat everything. But, yeah, that's, like, a comment on, like, him as a character is kind of just representative as, like, capitalism as a whole. 
And, like, a kind of another thing that, like, plays into heavily in this movie is, like, the imagery of, like, pigs and, like, things Ugh, like that. They're disgusting. Yeah, they're nasty, but they're very well-drawn pigs. But, oh, yeah. yeah, but the sounds. Oh, yeah, the gross I had that on here. The, pigs, like, oddly disgusting. Yeah, the, like, gross, like, nasty sounds. But, yeah, like, that scene at the beginning where her parents are just, like, can't stop munch, themselves munch. from, like, eating all that food. Like, that's, like, a comment I'm, like... Because, like, that food is representative of, like, an offering to the spirits and, like, an offering to, like, the gods, which is, like, why they turn into pigs. It's because mm-hmm. they're eating, like, something that's supposed to be an offering, so they're getting, like, cursed. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, that's, like... Pigs are always just kind of, like, representative and, like, very commonly used alongside imagery of, like, capitalism and, like, mm-hmm. how bad it can be. Um. And, actually, I saw in my half-ass internet research... That Isn't that the perfect name? A- absolutely perfect Thank name. Thank you, Bill Simmons. Thank you, Bill Simmons. Um, yeah, the the furnace where that old man, uh, Kamaji, that l- Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, the, the guy in the boiler. He's so cool. No, he was amazing. Yeah, I but that, the actual, like, boiler room itself, like, is shaped like a pig's head. Really? Yeah. I like, didn't notice that. And, like, it's also, like, I mean, the boiler room, you're just feeding in resources to provide, like, a minimal amount of heat. Like, yeah. it, it's kind of, like, representative of capitalism in a whole. It's, it's like, ever-consuming while producing, like, little, like... Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. But um, with No Face, did they clarify... So, you know how Haku was a river spirit? Yeah. Was No Face, like, just a random dude? Um, that was th- more my question. I think at one point, yeah, I think it was kind of just a random dude. I think at one point, Yubaba actually comments on, like, what he is. But he's some, like, evil spirit. Like, uh, some, like, she comments on, like, you let an evil spirit in. Like, you were supposed to turn him away at the door. Like, oh, yeah. that, okay. When he, like, actually gets so in and starts eating everything. So why does he go to Zaniba's house with her after? Okay, so he's kind of just following, oh, okay, why he goes to Zaniba. Yeah, why um, does he go with her? Because Chihiro fed him that, like, little like mud ball that she got from the stink spirit yeah do you remember that slightly okay so i'm gonna go back really far into the story real quick just so we can get like a coherent timeline so why all this happened perfect so it's like my favorite scene in the movie too um so this that remember that big sludge monster that like walks in and everyone's like oh my god he smells awful like blah 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 <laughs> yeah and she hears walking in, into a room me as well i'm <laughs> that's why i'm so glad none of you can see me because i just i'm gross today but yeah she's like walking in the and like the responsibility of cleaning that stink spirit lay, lays um, off. Yeah. yeah. And, like, she pours all that water on him and stuff like that. Well, at the very end, once she's, like, pulling a bicycle out and all that, like, trash out of him, which, I mean, in itself could be, like, a comment on, like, human pollution and, like, how, like, capitalism we leads to, symbolism. like... That's what I'm saying. Um, But, yeah. Uh, When she, like, cleans all of them, he, like, turns into that weird old wrinkly face and he, like, mm-hmm. spits out that, like, little ball of mud... Blech. Yeah. Blech. <laughs> and then when Haku comes back and he's all injured. Yeah. You remember that? And she mm-hmm. like opens up his mouth and like puts that little ball of mud in his mouth and he spits out like that little black goo. Yeah. That little black goo was a curse <laughs> in in Haku. So like you're led to believe that that like little mud is like a, a healing mud that Aww. they eat. Well, she feeds the rest of it to No Face and he starts vomiting everywhere. I remember that. And it's gross. Yeah, it's gross. And as he starts vomiting everywhere, that's when... Chihiro takes the train to Zaniba's. Zaniba's house and he's just like following her because like 
she made him throw up and like she was the person to deny him so like he's he's just obsessed with her yeah basically and she i mean he has no reason stalking no big deal i mean exactly and (laughs) i don't think uh, like i think it's kind of implied that like he can't eat her especially when he's like so weak because she's human not because she's human because like i think she's like not giving in to like i think like Mm. no face as a spirit kind of feeds off of people who want to be greedy and who want to like take his gold from him because like in that scene where he eats like the first worker in the bathhouse he's like holding out a pile of gold stupid frog and the stupid frog grabs the pile of gold and then just gets yeeted yeeted out of existence (laughs) just eaten but yeah i think he just follows it to zaniva's house but another cool thing about no face which is i wanted to talk about it is he's based off of a silkworm which are like oh interesting yeah so like his design and like it's a very iconic design yeah I mean it's oh yeah I mean you see it everywhere like I've seen it for Halloween many years many many years it's all over the place and I think No Face as a character I don't know if he like shows up in other Studio Ghibli movies Ghibli Ghibli I'm gonna keep switching it so I'm gonna keep everyone I'm gonna on their say toes. Ghibli just because that's what I thought before I came in here you know sorry if I'm wrong I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Ghibli too for continuity for sake. continuity sake continuity baby baby yeah but yeah he's based off of a silkworm and then at the end he like stays at Zaniba's house which is like really cute but like the last scene you see of him he's standing at like the silk wheel like spinning silk Aww. which is like also indicative of that but yeah like his face represents um what is that silk like a like a silkworm yeah and silkworms in like japanese culture are like very revered because obviously they create silk but they also like eat non-stop and like destroy crops for the sake of like making silk which kind of goes a silkworm spirit he's like kind of directly in line with that because he eats and eats and eats and just produces gold gold yum (laughs) okay thank you that clarified a lot for me anytime um, another question I kind of had, these next few questions are all kind of tied to Haku and mm-hmm. that whole storyline. So if he was a river spirit, how did he end up in the service of Yubaba again? If he stole from Zaniba? Um, so I actually don't know. And I don't know if they like necessarily, I don't, know if they yeah, it. I don't think they necessarily like clarify it, but I think it's kind of implied that like Haku came in, like how most spirits come in to get cleansed and like something was wrong or he stole something. And, like, from that, because, like, it's kind of implied that he made a deal with Yubaba. And, like, in this movie, like, names and words have a lot of significance. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I mean, the whole point of it is, like, you're free once you remember your name. And, like, there's that scene where she steals Chihiro's name and she's called, like, Sen for the rest of the movie. Um, That's probably my favorite scene. Yeah, it's really cool. Or the scene where, we'll talk about it, we'll talk about it. Are you talking about with the scene where she, like, remembers his name and he, like, like no, off. but that's a great scene. It's the one where he's like, I can't remember my name, and he's explaining that to her, and she's crying. Yeah. Her parents. Oh, like, yeah. That was such a great scene. Oh, yeah. Um, where they're, like, sitting together. Yeah, and yes. she's eating so, rice. Yeah, it's so, it's so cute. cute. Um, so was he human and got lost, like Chihiro, or was he a... No, he, he was, was a, a spirit. River, yeah, he was a spirit, spirit the whole time. I think he was just, like, coming into the bathhouse for something, made a deal with Yubaba, had his name stolen. But how can a river be a spirit? That's what, I, that's I what mean, I'm conf- kind of confused about. The movie itself kind of, like, Glances gives, like, over. a spirit. I mean, okay, in Japanese, like, folklore, I only know about this because I researched <laughs> it. Um, kamis are, like, spirits. So, like, <laughs> I know, very cringy of me. But kamis are, like, spirits. And, and when you, like, backtracking a little bit to the beginning of the movie, when they're, like, walking through the, like, amusement park kind of area, you see those, like black spirits just like walking around and they're yeah, like, like kind the of shadows. like translucent and see through those are supposed to be like representative of like spirits who don't have like a physical form and haven't like 
assigned themselves to a physical form of like or like taken on a physical form through like trees or nature or some kind of like like the radish spirit that comes where you like the little <laughs> you remember the radish spirit i'm gonna google it google it you'll recognize him he's the one with the bowl on top of his head god damn it japan you you just have such an appreciation for this world and it makes <laughs> i i relate yes, a lot I to remember, the radish spirit i yeah. drew his little hat on my notes yeah when and I was he's taking like them and he's asking for a bath and he just sticks up his little finger i love him i love the radish spirit but yeah so like he is just like the spirit of the river which is like how um they're able to find oh my goodness um <laughs> is how like a lot of the things that are embodied in the movie is just like physical manifestations or like spiritual manifestations I guess of like real world objects or things or like concepts like a river um also did they explain Chihiro's almost drowning in the river earlier in the story or that was at the very end they just like happened to bring it up she mentioned it like once or twice at the beginning of the story very casually being like I remember this time I fell under the I think that she talks about it when Okay, because I did not remember that when she brought it up. I was like, oh, this is kind of out of left yeah, field. Yeah, she mentions it, like, very briefly as, like, a story yeah. of her childhood. And then they, like, she's like, oh, my God, like, I fell into the river. And, like, there's something so familiar about that. Yeah. 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 Okay, okay, okay. Um, last question. Do you really think they were in love? Or is it because he saved her? I was, like, very confused on that. I don't think they were in love in, like, the sense of, like, romantic love. Because okay, yeah. And, like, I was looking it up and Miyazaki made this movie because he didn't see, like, a lot of movies where, like, 10-year-old girls could, like, truly find what they want. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of, like, young movies, especially in Japan at that time, were based off of, like, romance and, like, finding a relationship and Ugh. falling in love. Like, the very generic, like, princess gets saved, falls in love kind of things. Mm-hmm. And he wanted a thing where, like, the focus of the movie wasn't necessarily, like, a romantic relationship, just, like, a love between two people and, like, how what that can do and, like, how, like, remembering your roots and remembering where you came from is so important mm-hmm. in, like, an area of, like, such rampant capitalism like the bathhouse. This is continues to blow my mind. This movie is amazing. How amazing the symbolism and the thought that went into this movie. Oh, so much thought. I, oh, my God. It's moments like these where I remind why I love film. <laughs> um, I think that's everything I kind of have. How stupid are those parents? Oh, so, so dumb. Stupid. So dumb. And I don't know, like, at the scene where they're, like, eating so much, I don't know if there's, like, a spell on them or something. But, yeah, like, I couldn't tell. Because when they were so, eating, like, you hear the pig noises right away. Yeah, and they're just so oblivious to, like, the whole scenario. It's crazy. But So if she would have eaten the fish or whatever they were eating. She probably would have She would have turned into a pig, too? Yeah, because okay. it was, like, an offering. Okay, cool. Also, fun fact. So my main beef, is this... Do I go into my... Oh, unpack, My beef with the movie. I don't really have, like, a lot of beef with the movie. Yeah. It's just mostly... So, a little backstory on me. (laughs) I think English dubs and, like, are usually pretty bad. Like, I don't like usually watching Japanese movies in English because, one, I feel like the voice acting's kind of off, which is, like, one of my main problems with this movie that I'll go into in a second. Mm -hmm. But, I don't know. It just doesn't capture emotion in certain scenes in the way that I think the original directors of the movie wanted the emotion to be captured in that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and a lot of things are changed just for, like, the American audience, but in the English dub, I just think that Chihiro kind of sounds way whinier than she does in the Japanese version. Okay, I thought that was hilarious. I love that she was kind of whiny. You like the how whiny she was? Yeah. Um, it I kind was of, gonna... it, it, it does a good job at adding to the, like, whole, like, 
10 year old girl yeah Yeah, like 10 year old like uh, like the like whiny bratty 10 year old yeah i just i really identified with her every time she screamed i was like wait i want to scream when she was like falling down the stairs and like how about when uh she's in yubaba's like little room and she's like give me a job oh yeah she's like please give me a job oh my god one of the videos i was watching about this movie is just like so she does what any 10 year old girl does when her parents get turned into pigs and she goes to boost her resume (laughs) and it just cuts to her being like give me a job <laughs> I tried to find that scene on YouTube. It's I couldn't so find it on it's YouTube. So no, funny. I wrote it down because I was like, literally me. You're like graduating. Give me a job please. in a year. <laughs> give me a job. I don't want to think about graduating. That's terrifying. We'll move on. But, um, yeah. But her voice sounds kind of whiny, and they make Haku kind of sound like this weird version of like he's either 13 or he's 30, and like that's oh, what scares yeah. me a little bit. Like he's supposed to be like symbolized by this like 18 year old looking something boy, but like. I don't know. His version, his voice in the English version kind of just sounds either vaguely young or vaguely old. And it kind of throws me off because she sounds so much like a child in the English version. That's what, that's why I wanted to ask about the romantic. Like, like if romantic, they're in love, yeah. Because there's a lot of instances where you're like, oh, if she was like 10 years older, they would be romantic. Yeah, they, they but would she's be romantic. a child. Yeah, she's so that's like why literally I wanted like a to clarify. Kid. Yeah, I don't think it was romantic and I don't think in either version but it was But the voices don't help with that. The voices right. do not help with that like weird age disparity thing. Because no. in like the Japanese movie, like they uh, like sound different. Like you can obviously tell that like Chihiro is a child, but like they sound like similar enough where it isn't like this weird like parent child kind of thing because like that's not how it's supposed to be portrayed it's supposed to be portrayed between like two people who like love each other and want the best for each other in my opinion Mm -hmm. but fun fact the girl who voices Chihiro in the English dub is actually the same voice actor for Lilo in Lilo and Stitch I looked for so long trying to find the English dub cast and for whatever reason I just couldn't find it yeah it's the voice actor for Lilo and I'm pretty sure there's other like big year for her there's other like really big um, like names. Michael Chiklis was in this too. I'm pretty sure who's Michael Chiklis. Um, he was in the fan- original Fantastic Four. The it's Clover in Time. Oh my God! Yes. Guy. And he's been in a bunch of like other stuff. He's in American Horror Story. You, he's a that guy. You uh, see okay, him, you're yeah, like he's that, that guy? guy. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm just stupid, but no. I know someone in the Spirited Away. Like, 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. Jesus. Oh yeah. Oh, it was the first. Another thing about the film's acclaims is it was the first animated film to ever get a 100% fresh rating <gasps> on Rotten Tomatoes. And it still has the a 90... first one? Yeah, the first one. That's not true. It was Toy right. Story 2. Oh, like Japanese animated. Like oh, an animated. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, I was yeah like... my bad. My <laughs> you're bad. good. You're good. Um, but yeah, that's crazy. And also it has an audience score of 96% and Which there's 300,000 like really ratings. So Jesus Christ. Anyway, you were saying the cast. Um, but yeah, there was also like notable... I'm pretty sure the voice actor for Squidward is one of the... <gasps> Yeah, he's one of the frogs, and Hello, I was, like, you've so... you the house of unrecognized <laughs> I was just, like, so... Like, watching the movie at my friend's house, I, like, stop, literally paused it when I heard his voice, and I was like, that's Squidward. Like, I have... <laughs> like, that is literally Squidward, and I, like, looked it up, and I was I was correct. But, yeah, it was crazy to hear that. Um, but, yeah, my main problem comes from the, like, English dub, because besides just, like, the voice switch... There's a lot of, like, clarifying stuff, which is understandable. Like, there's a scene where Chihiro, like, when you see the bathhouse for the first time, she very specifically is like, it's a bathhouse. Because, like, in America, we don't have bathhouses. Like, yeah, those aren't I didn't very really common. know what that was. Yeah, in Japan, that's, like, a common thing is, like, to have, like, a communal bathhouse where you go and, like, but plus it's, like, a spiritual thing. Like, going to a bathhouse to get cleansed is, like, a very spiritual thing because in the – a lot of this movie's mythology is – 
within the like Shinto religion in Japan and like that's Mm -hmm. specific to Japan only like the two main religious like religions in Japan are Shinto and Buddhism like separately and so like a lot of the mythology and a lot of the characters kind of come from that but all of them Miyazaki is very careful about like trying to draw from mythology but while never like overtly mentioning it Mm -hmm. so like a lot of them you could like draw a lot of the characters in the movie to like mythological creatures in Japan folklore but you can't like there's no like direct correlate like he never is like this is what this is yeah but, I love this movie. Yeah. Should we just move on to what we liked? Because I feel like we could talk. Absolutely. Do you Absolutely. have any other points, though? Really? Um, yes. One point is my last one. I'm okay. very sorry. No, you're good. Um, in the English dub, so in the Japanese version, it's like when she leaves at the very end, when it's all overgrown and she goes back to her car. In the Japanese version, she doesn't remember what's happened. Like, she forgets all of that. Yeah, I wanted to ask because the car was overgrown. So how long has she been in there? A long time. But, like, when she leaves, she doesn't remember any of that. But in the English version, it cut, there's, like, a line that hints towards her, like, remembering that but like that's yeah. that's I got not, the impression that she remembered everything yeah no that's not what like what it's supposed to be like that okay. line at the end where she's like i think i'm i think i'm ready for school i think i can handle it where like yeah. hints that she's been through worse like she doesn't she's not supposed to remember anything that happened i keep knocking the table and like, shakes the microphone <laughs> you're totally good um but yeah let's move on to what we like because this movie is amazing it's so good okay Ugh. so Oh my god. The best way I can describe this movie is that every frame is a painting. Oh, absolutely. You can pause this movie at any moment. Any moment. Randomly, you just pause it. And and you can print it out, put it on your wall, and it's art. Yeah, and it's art. It's absolutely art. It's so beautiful. Like, the imagery of her riding on... Haku, Haku in the air, yeah, yeah at night. with the clouds Ugh. and the moon in the background. I want that painting on oh, my wall. No, I have a friend who's like painting that on a stop sign right <gasps> now. Yeah, Can, I have a stop sign. Oh my god, do you want to just give <laughs> Wait, it to me felony, and I'll give it? Oh, she does not own a stop sign. <laughs> I've never seen it. Um, but yeah, like that kind of imagery, like, oh, it's amazing. And I think what I love so much about this movie, especially like going in line with like how everything is a painting, is how like immersive everything is like oh yeah you like watch the scenes and like where she's like running across the like scaffolding like the like thing you can like see like dirt on her feet like as she's running like there's so many little details that you like like notice for the first time after like watching it like that's why it's so rewatchable is because there's so much you can miss also the animation for 2003 looks incredible incredible and i think that's why like they're like mixing like studio ghibli's old style like drawing literally everything and then like joining that with like the like computer animation is what made it like so beautiful so good like if you i have like a bunch of the spirits googled right now and if you look at any of these with like high quality it's like look at the quality of this they're all amazing yeah and it's It's all so incredible like the lot like the character design is very clean and it's oh, all the, very don't even get me started on the world building oh my god it's how just co- so how did they come up with this i don't know and they like tell so much just through like like that scene right there where they're like walking like you can kind of tell like start to get a feel for like what's going on like yeah all of these different looking spirits are like hurting into this bathhouse and then like people are like taking money like you get a feel for like what's going on without like anything directly being explained to you Little ducks in a bath. Little ducks in a bath. Uh, I love that. There's a scene where they're like panning through all the spirits, like <laughs> taking baths, and all these little duck spirits. They're like these huge ducks, but they're like little chick, little chicklings. They look like adorable and stupid at the same uh, time. They're amazing, and they're all just like chilling in a bath. Yeah, but for 2003, like how many movies, animated movies came out in 2003? Like compare this to Lilo and Stitch. They, I think they were up for awards at the same time. Yeah, too. um, it beat it out. 
but like this in Ice Age that yeah. came out the same oh year. Oh my god, that probably looks Ice terrible Age. now. Oh my god, no! If you watch the original Ice Age, it yeah. Like, have you seen the memes about the the baby from Ice Age? No. Oh my god, people. Wait, like, I want to look up the picture. People hate the baby from Ice Age. Literally, just type in the baby from Ice Age. Oh my god, it came up. People hate that <laughs> little kid. <laughs> look how awful he is. Wait, why is this so bad? Look. <laughs> <laughs> look how terrifying he is. I hate him. Wait, look at him eating watermelon. Oh, no. Ew. I don't want to see him eat anything. I don't want to see him move. He has such a weird, uncanny valley. Like, Look at this. It looks so bad. This compared to Spirited Away? I hate him. I hate, I hate him. him. I hate him. And that's why... Uh, that's another reason not to be like a weeb, but like, that's another reason why I like anime so much is because like the way it's created... Yeah, I mean, like it, 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 it kind of like put like stops itself from being dated because yeah. like it's all drawing it's all like art so like obviously the animation gets better and like what the like the limits of what they can animate gets better and like more clean and lighting tur- like changes but like even old anime like anime movies like I watched one the other day like apparently like a classic and it was like still good like I could still yeah. follow have I ever shown you that Frank Ocean blonde tribute video I'm pretty sure I showed that to you okay I I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. <laughs> I showed it. I I'm, I'm I don't know, but we've seen it together. We've seen it together. That one time we hung out, and I was like, "Please put this on." Freshman year, yeah. Sam Allen showed yeah. it to me. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. Shoot. Okay, because my friend Lily showed it to me. Oh my oh, god! Whoops. Wait, Lily. T two. Yeah. Um. Shout out. And. I remember I watched it and I was like, dude, this is the most amazing thing. Yeah, I've ever you you watch it and you're like, wow. I'm going to link that too. And straight it's up, so straight up, I watched that and that was also like a big influence for me watching that movie again. It's just like how like beautiful. Was that Spirited it was. Away? Yeah, one of the scenes was Spirited Wait, really? Away. Really? Yeah, it's oh, the one scene. Of the scenes, one, of the one scenes. of the scenes. Yeah. There's like another one, the one that I was watching, the old anime, blah, 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 blah. Old anime movie that was like a classic was that scene in the tribute video with the like, the like bikes. The, yeah. like, motorbikes and then, like, the helicopter with that guy with, like, he's really pale and he, like, starts screaming because <laughs> his friends get shot. Yeah, and yeah. then it goes into, um, what is it called? Pink and White? Yeah, Pink and White with the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Exactly. That's my favorite part of it. No, it's and so nice. And I showed it to so many people and for whatever reason they're always like, yeah, that's cool. I was like, did you not just see what do, I saw? It's like, incredible. Do you not understand, like, how much I was in... No, I show that to people... And, like, that kind of started the whole anime kick. Like, I showed that video to a bunch of friends, and yeah. they were like, let's watch some anime. And I was like, absolutely. I am down. Oh, my God. But, yeah, that kicked it off. And um, uh, just Frank Ocean and old anime movies, they just fit together so well. Do you know what's weird? What? Sorry. This is we're going to put a pin in Spirited Away again. Pin, in a, pin it away. There's a lot of people I know who do not like Frank Ocean. Why? I don't know. A lot of people. Is it, are they... I, I think it's objectively, like, fantastic music. No, you yeah. can't argue that it's bad. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I, I mean, you can have, like, you can like different things, but, like, you can't. He just tells his, his lyrics are great. You can tell he's telling a story. And then the music for If You Like It, the accompanying music is just so nice. It's just so nice. No, what's that song by Frank Ocean that's like, I will always love you? Da-da-da. I don't know. <gasps> My encyclopedic knowledge of Frank Ocean is not Oh, my God, wait, wait. Okay, because when I was at Fish Camp this year, we were leaving, and Matt, my chair, played oh, yeah. Godspeed by Frank Ocean. Oh, my God. Oh, I felt the life come out of you me. Like, there are so many experiences of just listening to Frank Ocean and feeling my, like, soul leave I my know. body. Leaving Lakeview, like, though, I was like... Because <gasps> you're already so exhausted when you're like, please, I was just, like, someone crying. take me away. Um. Anyway, love 
love love the animation like even the little sip monsters were oh, like my little, favorite little, little creatures they, like, scurry around and they get the little, the little stars on them and they yeah. get all happy i, I love, love them. them um from a storytelling perspective this is perfect oh it's perfect there's it's... no things you need to cut out there's Mm-mm. no irrelevant characters speaking of cutting it out um so like when they originally created this movie it was like over three hours long so really? like yeah oh, i would have hated that miyazaki had to like cut a lot of the anime like story not story but like transition scenes out and like when it's interviewed, yeah, it's a it's a slow movie, and like he had to cut a lot out. And when he talks about it, he's like, "That was the hardest part is like figuring out what parts to cut out to like keep the story how it was, but also like make it shorter because it's like yeah. an hour and twenty five minutes, which is like spirited away. It's yeah, like two and two and a half hours. Yeah, like yeah, probably you're. Yeah. No, it's it, I it's have long. a big it, complex with long movies. I think every movie should be ninety minutes. So keep whenever it, keep it nice and a nice tight ninety minutes, but um. So every time I'm very aware when a movie's past two hours, yeah, I'm you're like, like, hurry up, hurry up. Yes, but I liked it in this movie. Yeah, it's good. no, it does good because, because it's like, paced well. It's paced well and like paced perfectly. I feel like the beginning when she like discovers the like the fair and the bathhouse and all that like before her parents get turned into pigs like that's kind of slow. But then there's so much in the middle with like the bathhouse and Haku. No, it's like, almost like three different stories. To oh yeah, me. it's yeah, it's like, like the first super part is disjointed. her parents, her getting the job, her fixing, uh, her journey with Haku yeah. at the end. Yeah, and I think that's, like, kind of what, like, it's supposed to be like. I think yeah. it's supposed to be kind of disjointed because, like, I think you get the same feeling when you're watching the movie of her getting, like, you kind of also get swept into this world really abruptly and without, like, realizing what's going on, and you have to, like, piece it together at the same time that she does. Like, you're kind of, like, taking in all this information with no backstory of, like, what the bathhouse yeah. is. And, like, you're figuring things out at the same time she is, and I think that's, like... That's what I also really liked about this movie you start right away. Yeah. There's no lead up to the, you get into the main act. conflict. Yeah. You get into the action right away. Right away. Five, first five minutes? Yeah. Like, literally, like, the transition scene of her, like, finding, like, their little road trip they go on, finding it literally takes, like, five minutes. I know. And I really like that. And it's really like nice. That. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's no fat in this movie. There's mm-hmm. nothing you need to trim. Yeah. Nothing you need to trim. Um, and I think that's, like, a, a big part of, like, Miyazaki's doing is, like, trimming all the things he knew he could trim while keeping yeah. it the same. Because yeah. the story does not... No. is not, like, hurting because of what he cut out, <laughs> even though we don't know. Well, we could never know, but it is very good now. Um, question. Do you think this would be better if they cut it up and made it a Netflix series? No. Episodes? It Mm-mm. needs to be a movie, in I think it. I think it does need to be a movie, because I feel like you get... I feel like cutting it up into, like, different parts kind of takes away from the whole, like... Journey? Journey of it, because it very much feels like a lot... Like, you live that process with Chihiro. Yeah. Like, you live the whole, like, getting swept in, like, how stressful it is to find a job, and then, like, yeah. getting the job, working the bathhouse. she was bathhouse. so... I really like, too, how they displayed her emotions of her being so overwhelmed. Yeah. She's a 10-year-old. You can't forget that. Yeah. And they did it so well. Yeah, and I think I think they did, like, made, a, like, a really big point of, like, making sure that, like, at no point you don't realize she's 10. Like, you... Oh, yeah. yeah. You know she's a you, child. You know she's a child. And, like, I feel like as, like, a big critique of anime, like, of mine, is, like, the way they depict children. Oftentimes, like, you don't realize that they're children. Like, they're, like, mm-hmm. you forget that they're, like, adults, super like, mature. even teenagers. Yeah, like, they're super mature. They look really mature and things like that. But, like, I think they did, a, like, a fantastic job with, like, character design and making sure that, like, she is, like, this, like, little girl. Like, she's, like, this, like, confused and, like, kind of just, like in that, like, obstinate phase where she's just, like, upset about everything and she's getting, yeah. like, thrown into this. And it's, like, super... It's great. I love it. <sighs> so good. Um, okay. Another thing I really liked about it... Um, going back to Chihiro being a child, mm-hmm. I like that the story 
she does have an arc, she actually grows. Yeah. There's a oh, lot yeah. of stories where, like, I guess from the impression of what you were saying, of how I understand it, is a lot of characters kind of stay the same. They're always kind of, mm-hmm. like, this semi-mature child and, yeah, they, and they don't, don't really, really gr- develop. Yeah, they may... She's such a child in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Like, she doesn't even say, like, thank you. She doesn't have the manners. Yeah, she's she whiny. Learns how to yeah, do and that. she learns all of that and she learns that, like, respect for, like, yeah. older people and stuff like that. And, like, you can see her, like, you can see how much of, like, a coming-of-age story this is. Yeah. Like, and that that's what, like... It's really cool because it's, like, a coming-of-age story with all of this, like, very beautiful animation and all no, of this, like, cool so storyline and, like, neat mythology behind it. And mm-hmm. I think that's why I like it so much because, like, everyone loves a coming-of-age story. Like, it's always nice to see, like, a protagonist, like, learn and grow. But, like, I think the scene and the, like, artistry in the, like, where Chihiro, gr- like, learns and grows is what makes yeah. it, like, so cool to watch. Also, even from the, oh, my God, how am I supposed to go to a new school? I miss yeah. my old friends to her, like, realizing, like. Yeah, she's like, I think, I'll, like, I think I'm good. Like, I think. Yeah. Well, it's not even that. She's like, okay, well, I, we obviously moved here for a reason. I guess I just have to respect it and be strong yeah. and grow up. You yeah. Know? And that's, like, an arc. That's yeah, what like, most movies don't have. That is, like, a resolution. And, like, you don't, like, you forget, like, at the beginning and at the end of the movie that, like, that is, like, what she's struggling with. And, like, that yeah. is what she's, like, really upset about is, like, having to move and, like, making new friends. And, like, all of this crazy spiritual stuff happens at the beginning. And at the end of the movie, you, like, you you get reminded that she's still, like, a 10-year-old girl whose, like, actual so main problem is, like, moving to a new school. And, like, she has such a different outlook on it by the end of the movie. I think it's yeah. just really neat. Um, love that, love that, love that. Uh, like I said earlier, the slow pace is naturally very fitting for this movie. Mm-hmm. It's always slow in a way that's really nice, you know? Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's, like, dragging on or, like, slowing no. itself down for the sake of, like, slowing itself or, down. Like, speeding up, speeding up. Yes. Slowing. Speaking it's, like, of, slow the whole time. Speaking of, I actually put this in my notes. Um, Miyazaki is really big. I forgot the, like, Japanese word that they use for this, but, like, he's really big at giving his movies spaces to, like, breathe. So, like, that oh, after so the important. so, like, basically, like, at the prime example I can think of is like when No Face is like eating everything and like consuming everything and then like chasing after Chihiro. Like, <laughs> much, 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 yeah, much. like basically just like going crazy and destroying the bathhouse. Like, that is a very chaotic scene. And like, you feel how like fast and like how much yeah. emotion is happening in that scene. And then like the scene directly af- after they're like silently walking across like this, like, railroad with like water all over it and like it's a very peaceful scene and then they sit quietly on the like the like train car together and like just like it cuts to them like going to Zaniba's house like that kind of like scene and like there's a bunch of other scenes like throughout it that just like give you a second to breathe and give you a second to just like relax and like especially like the scene of them in the air when she's like flying on Haku that like that's right after they were like almost like falling <laughs> through the thing like that yeah seriously you get that moment to breathe and you get that moment to like process everything that's going on and i think that's what like plays really heavily in like how well paced this movie is speaking of the train scene i literally wrote down train scene 11 out of 10 yeah it was a uh, fantastic when they're <laughs> like walking so across the, like and it's silent yeah they're not it's, talking it's silent and like that's like such a big part of like I I, what makes that movie so good is because like no you, like the characters having a moment to breathe after all of that crazy stuff happens and you are also like getting a second to like take everything in and also like view them walking in this like very pristine flooded railroad to this like train station it's so nice that's what I think a lot of people don't understand too and that's what makes me really mad about Christopher Nolan movies and a lot of these other movies that are so script heavy yeah and they have so much exposition they need to just like 
explain to you what's going on and then it'll make sense whenever you see it yeah but this movie you just experience it yeah you see it as like visual storytelling yeah and it's fantastic and i think that's why i like it so much is like the whole experience is very visual and like you don't you don't find things out because they're told to you you find things out because you're like seeing them at the same time as like chihiro does and that's what makes it so like organic and natural is like not so much at, like there's not many behind the scenes explanations and that's mm-hmm. what I like about it there's no like narrator it's there's cool. nothing like that isn't it crazy when you just make a good story that doesn't require you spoon feeding your audience yeah things? truly w- relying on your audience not to be um, literal literal monkeys is <laughs> a very big benefit to storytelling Yes. Um, also, I like the moments of unintentional comedy, like we said with the, give me a job! Yeah, like the weird, like, just like the stuff that you can like laugh at. Like the weird baby? Can, yeah, the weird baby. Well, also, the baby's name, Bo, is, it translates to boy. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of, do you want me to go, I have a list of, like, cool name translations. Go for it. Oh, my God. This will be a lightning round because there, I mean, I have a, I have a bunch. But, so, Chihiro, like, her name means, like, a thousand questions. Like yeah, in the di- I think I read that. Yeah, the direct translation of her name means a thousand questions. And then when she changes her name, when, like, Yubaba, like, gets her name from her, you can see her asking, will you hire me? Will you hire me? Will you hire me? And when she changes her name, she changes it to Sen. And Sen literally just means a thousand. Mm-hmm. So, like, she went from a thousand questions to a thousand. So, like, not only is she, like, doesn't have any questions anymore because she doesn't have a name anymore. So, like, Yubaba basically owns her. Like... She also is just, like, labeled as a number. Like, she is just n- worker number 1,000 to, like, what, like the bathhouse. Like, that she is just restricted to, like, a number and profits. It's super cool. Um, Yubaba also, <laughs> she's, like, the old lady, the main antagonist, I guess, of the film. She's scary. Yeah, she's terrifying, and her name means bathhouse witch. <laughs> That's perfect. Very fitting. No, <laughs> yeah, their names, a lot of the names in this movie. Do you think when they were watching it in Japanese, they, they literally would say that? They're like... You have to go meet Bathhouse Witch. Yeah, I mean, it's the kanji of, like, like hot water and witch, like, slapped together. Interesting. So, like, it would be, like, us calling her, like, a hot water witch, but, like, her name is Yubaba. Interesting. Because, like, the Ba, like, Zaniba's name is Money Witch. <laughs> like, that, like, their names <laughs> are very... So Kamaji, like, the big Spider-Man. Yeah. He's, his name is, means Old Boiler Man, and he's the old Spider-Man that works in the boiler room. Like, very I, on the nose. Very, a lot of the names are very on the nose, and I think that's kind of funny. And also, another thing in the translation, like a translation difference, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this. Haku's full name did not make it into the English translation because it's long. In the English, like in the English version of the movie, you just find out his name is the Kohaku River. Like he is just a river. Mm-hmm. But in Japanese, it's Kohaku ni Shihigi <laughs> Nasami. <laughs> Welcome to my podcast where we butcher Japanese. Where we absolutely butcher Japanese. I'm very sorry to anyone that uh, is either fluent or knows how to pronounce anything I'm trying to say. Yeah. I'm making a fool of myself. <laughs> At least we tried. But yeah, like the English, like a lot of the characters' names are like very on the nose and very just like I think it's neat. Oh, love that, love that, love that. Um, so another thing I really loved is the idea of never forgetting your name. Mm-hmm. That is hauntingly beautiful. Yeah, oh, I think yeah. I just got goosebumps like, thinking <laughs> about it. Because <laughs> like I think, like the movie's like trying to basically say is like there's so much behind like who you are as a person and like a lot of that is like encapsulated in like your name. Yeah, and like losing your name means like losing like who you are, where you're from, and like. You lose that ancestry, and I think yeah. it's kind of really neat how, like, 
she loses that ancestry, gets a new name, and is, like, basically jumping into, like, this capitalistic pool of, like, which goes into how, like, this movie is about, like, maintaining the balance between, like, capitalism and cultural value, which is in line. what a unique theme. I know, right? How did you come up with that? How did, at, at... Miyazaki. Miyazaki, did, email me, please. Please uh, reach out to me. I'm but a lowly college student. <laughs> I have many questions for you. In the middle of nowhere, Texas. Nowhere, Texas. <laughs> Absolutely nowhere. Um, so I love that. And going into that, my favorite scene, like I mentioned earlier, was the scene right after she goes to visit. He Haku takes her to go see her parents, and she's so upset. And she mm-hmm. is just, like, sitting there, and he's oh, basically and explaining to her, like, don't forget your name because I forgot mine, yeah. and now I'm stuck here. Like, yeah. you can't forget yours. Yeah, and it's just so... Uh, that whole scene is very beautiful. Best way to sum it up. <sighs> and, like, speaking of that scene, like, kind of going back to how, like, beautiful the animation in the movie is, like, he's, like, taking her to go visit her parents, and they're walking through that, like, flower uh. cornfield, and, like... The, like, background is moving really fast, but he's moving slowly, and it, like, reminds me of this, like, come adventure with me pictures where he's, like, being dragged along with, by his girlfriend. Like, those kind of cringy pictures, but, like, yeah. <laughs> it's such a beautiful moment because, like, the animation isn't, det- like, like Miyazaki's, like, original goal. The animation isn't detracting from, like, how cool that moment is and how mm-hmm. important that moment is. It's just adding to, like, how rushed it feels and how, like, upsetting, like, emotionally upsetting, like, all of that is to, like, yeah. both of the characters. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Great movie. Great movie. So the last thing that I was like, this is the thing I have to talk about yeah, for 30 like, years, the soundtrack. Oh, my God. The soundtrack is- I was is, listening to it walking here. It's, it is absolutely stupendous. It's hauntingly beautiful. And the song that they plays at the very end of the movie actually was supposed to be used for another Miyazaki movie that never got made about some boy that paints chimneys. But- <laughs> um, yeah, so while he was, like, storyboarding the movie and, like, creating things for it, he was, like, listening to that song on repeat, which is, like, why he put it... He was, like, this is the song that, like, helped me create this world, and, like, that's why I'm going to, like, sum it up with mm-hmm. this song. And, it like, the whole soundtrack itself is just beautiful. And I'm pretty sure won, like, multiple awards in Japan for, like, how just truly amazing it is. Yeah, but I like how it's... I think a lot of times movies build to the soundtrack so the first few songs background you're like oh this is nice whatever and then it gets into like the major score and you're like whoa that's amazing like this from the get-go is hauntingly beautiful oh yeah and like each i just yelled into the mic because i was so excited um see they're both going red because we're loud loud people but yeah it's just like oh it does such a good job setting like a mood and like really helping you like tonally perfect Absolutely. And like each each like song fits into like where you are in the movie so well. Like the the music that plays like while she's discovering the bathhouse feels very like light and like kind of like mystical and ethereal because like she she's finding out all of these like spirits are inhabiting this marketplace. It's all just like very well fitting and like there was a lot of time it was, there was obviously a lot of time and effort and thought placed into like which songs go where in this movie. Yeah. I love it, love it, love it. Well, that's everything that I think I kind of wanted to talk about with this movie. Are there any great scenes, great lines, great things that you were like, I need to dissect? I honestly, like, we've pretty much covered all the things that, like, I was, like, specifically, like, that part of the movie was amazing. Yeah. Just, like, my favorite scene in the movie is the whole the whole scene with the stink spirit and, like, when he gets into the <laughs> bath and, like, all the water that gets poured on him. Like, it's just, like, amazing. Like, the, just the way the water flows in that scene. Dude, and the digital way digital like, water? Ugh, oh, amazing. Incredible. And, like, that scene where she's, like, pulling out the, like, bike from 
from like all of the trash that's like inside of this mm-hmm. thing. That's really cool. And Miyazaki was talking about how like that scene specifically where she's pulling out the bike is like reminiscent of when he was cleaning up his uh, a river in his hometown. He was like pulling out trash from like the river, and like after he pulled out trash, it became this like ecosystem where like fish started to live and things like that. And he like cleaned up the river, and it was just so beautiful for his hometown. And like that, just like knowing that, and like then thinking about it, like back at those scenes. Like, they parallel so well, and they, like, it just adds so much more, like, emotional significance to scenes like that. And I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so overall ratings, out of ten little little soot monsters. Uh, t- ten soot monsters? Um, I would say ten and a half soot monsters out of ten. The half <laughs> Broke is... the scale. They're, they're, little, they're little star pieces. I just... Ooh. This is a movie where I find it hard to be, like, upset about it at all, and I could very much see myself watching it, like, over and over again. Yeah, I definitely need to rewatch it because I've only seen it once. It's, but I will give it, honestly, probably... I'd say 8.9 out of 10. That's a good rating. That's a good rating, right? That's a good rating. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Solid A. Yeah. And like, th- low A, yeah. high B to me. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But absolutely. I need to rewatch it, too. Yes. So I'm sure it'll go you should up. Probably watch, you should watch it in Japanese, too. See if you like it any Yeah, better. that's what I was thinking, too, because... It's like, a lot of reading, but, like, I mean, it's, yeah. like, it's like any foreign film that you have to read subtitles well, for. Well, I think the ending changes a lot, too, yeah. if the she doesn't of the remember ending, it. Yeah, but, like, you can still, like the, meaning, like, the meaning of the ending definitely changes, but, like... You can definitely see how Chihiro, like, even though she doesn't remember the scenario, is, like, impacted by it. Like, she doesn't remember anything, but, like, you can tell, like, there's a big emotional shift and, like, a big shift in her viewpoint after, like, experiencing all of that. Because, like, the same, like, you can still see the same, like, physical reaction that she has to, like, coming back. Like, she's shocked, but, like, at the end, like, she still is hopeful for the future and hopeful for how things will turn out. And, like, the fact that she doesn't necessarily know that, I don't think detracts from it because, like, all of it still happened. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And I think it's really cool. For sure, for sure. Okay. Well, that's everything I had to talk about. Thank you so much for having me. Literally anytime you want to come back. Oh, my God. If you want to do Days and Confused, I will do it. I will also do Days and Confused. Yes, because I need to watch that and I need to be forced to watch it. Yeah, that movie, I just feel like, is what I'm supposed to be. Well, that's like one of my favorite directors, so I don't know why I haven't seen it. But anyway, any final words of wisdom, comments, Um, fun things? Things you want to plug? Honestly, I have nothing nothing I want to plug, but again, just thank you so much for having me. Uh, This was really fun. Uh, I definitely will be back in the future. Yay, well, I'm happy to have you. Anyway, Um, uh, great. Okay, bye. bye.